Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? really, this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And we actually have a friend on tonight. We do. <laughs> yeah, it's, I. you know what, Heidi? I think I referred to you. Didn't I refer to her, her as a bestie the other the other week? I, I don't <laughs> know what the hell you did. <laughs> look, at, look at her. I thought she was going to laugh. And she's like, aw. <laughs> but anyhow, so yes, we have, we have Heidi on, one of our good friends from Cleveland. But uh, introduce yourself real quick, Heidi, and then uh, we'll get on with what we're doing here, okay? Yeah, I'm Heidi. I'm from Cleveland. Well, I'm actually not from Cleveland. I'm from Northwest <laughs> Ohio, but I've been in Cleveland for, oh my gosh, 16 years now. Mm-hmm. Where I'm, where I met you two, my besties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry for all that, but uh, yeah, you're kind, kind of stuck with us, sort of. But uh, but no, so I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think we had. Uh, I don't remember when the first time it was even that we had mentioned having you on, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we've known Heidi for a long time. Uh, Mike, you got to. I, you've known Heidi longer than me. I mean, I've known of you mm. for years, but. Um, I don't think I became, I don't even know if I'm cool enough yet for you, but you, you actually started talking to me, I think a handful of years ago or something like that. Stop <laughs> which, it. Which I, <laughs> stop it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we're glad to have you on. We're interested in hearing your story. We talk about you a lot because of the saying, which I'm sure we'll get to with the, uh, I, I won't say it now. I'll let you say it with the, the strawberries and whatever. I won't ruin it for everyone. Oh, but yes. um, we have a, we have, a mild format, right, Mike? Do you want to give her like the little update on our minor, my, my? Uh, I can't talk. Minor. <laughs> I'll format. take over now. Yeah, <laughs> Bill stroking do. out. Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, basically, you know, we definitely don't want a drunk log. I, I know you're not going to tell one. Um, we do want to know your story and all that good stuff. But yeah, we don't care. We know how to get fucked up. We know how to fuck up our lives and fuck up the lives of everybody around us. Mm-hmm. We want to know about the solution. So, you know, give a little background, low qualification, all that good stuff. But yeah. And I don't expect a drunk log out of you anyway. So there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know the deal. So yeah, it's uh, it's your turn. Tell us about yourself. So, well, I'm 18 years sober and that probably surprises me more than a lot of people. Um, and like I said, I'm from Northwest Ohio. I'm from Tiffin. You know, I started, I started with a drink 
and ended with anything that I could get my hands on. Um, you know, I just, I, man, I was talking to a, one of my clients the other day and I still, 18 years later, I get so emotional just thinking about my life today compared to 18 years ago and how, how my life is the way it is today, you know, um, just for a long time, for, for 20 some years, I just ran over top of everybody and put anything in me to not feel anything and to escape reality of any kind. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and one day I just actually, and I know you guys have heard me say this before. I I know you have, Mike. I, you know, I got sober because I followed a guy into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, (laughs) And, and, and shortly after that, he disappeared. And I, I ended up going to a meeting where um, <laughs> there's a, in Tiffin, where I'm from, there is a, um, oh crap, it's the CBCF, that's what it is, it's a men's facility, and I ended up going to a meeting where those guys would go on Friday nights, um, and that really honestly kept, kept me coming back, you know, <clears throat> part of my uh, sickness kept me coming back to the meetings, thank God, and I, I really... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, you know, the powers that be knew how to get me in there is, is, <laughs> is the only way that I have to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, before I got sober, I, I went to jail. I, I did all that fun stuff. I never went to detox. I did, never went to any kind of treatment because where I was from, Tiffin's a small town. We didn't have those things around there. And I knew about them. I was a nurse. I was a nurse when I got sober, um, but uh, I kind of, I drank myself into a state of psychosis, and mm-hmm. um, I was crazy. I got, you know, I tried, I tried, I tried things. I tried not to do the drugs. I tried to just drink. I tried to, to just do the drugs and not to drink. Like, I thought there had to be a magic, a magic way. There had to right. be the, the concoction, like... I just, I couldn't imagine not put, not using anything. I couldn't imagine, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I remember sitting in, you know, one of my first couple meetings thinking, fuck, if I, what am I going to do? Like, what if I get married? What if my daughter gets married? What about when she graduates from high school? Like, what about when somebody dies? What about when somebody's born? Funerals. That's all I could think of was, how am I going to, like, what am I going to do if I can't do that? Right. How could I be a part of anything without getting fucked up? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that was was like what I did. And, you know, I remember even being an IOP and I remember talking, you know, my counselor. Oh, I loved that guy talking about triggers. And I I remember sitting there and I told him, I said it out loud. Like, I don't opening my eyes (laughs) was a trigger. (laughs) I, I, uh. I didn't need to be in a certain area around a certain person. Just breathing was a trigger Mm -hmm. for me. Um, You know, and I thought, you know, I always talk about how when I got pregnant, I found out I was pregnant when I was 21. And I thought that was going to fix me. I really, I mean, I thought that that was the answer. You know, people have kids. They got to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of the baby. Baby's first priorities, family. 
and uh, wrong. <laughs> and that's something <laughs> that I really, you know, I work with a lot of women that are um, pregnant, trying to get sober. And, and uh, it doesn't work, man. You know, it doesn't work. I, I couldn't get sober for anybody except for myself. Right. And I, you know, I had that little girl and I drug her through all that shit with me. I drug her through for 11 years. I drug her with me. And uh, I'm still <laughs> suffering some of the consequences of that. <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. sure. but, you know, I, I mean, it just, everything was darkness and... I used to write a lot. I used to write a lot of poetry. I have I have boxes full of poetry in the basement from when I was drinking and using and it was all just so dark and 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 I, I would refer to myself always as just an empty piece of flesh. That's how I how I refer to myself in a lot of the writings. And uh and that's just what I felt like. You know, everything was dark and and empty and heavy. And, uh, and it was hell, man, mm -hmm. it was hell. And I think like today I think that, and I don't know how I did it, man. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how, how I went that long. Like I'm amazed. I'm amazed and survived. Right. You know, that survived. I can't tell you how many cars I wrecked. And I got out of so much shit. Oh, my God. I, I would sideswipe cars every other night. Every other night. And I never got caught. I mean, I got caught doing a lot of things. But the shit I didn't get caught doing, man. Right. Man. I mean, you know, I, for some reason, I never got a DUI. I, I have no <laughs> idea how, but I never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only got one. Right. <laughs> but I, right. I, I did. I got one. Um, and I yeah, just a, same thing with me. I only got I only got caught once. Only got caught once. But uh, and you think back, I mean, all the time. So the other thing too, when when we first got into the Keating Center, I remember um, not for the life of me, I just had his name and I can't remember. One of the the dude that um, drove the Prius, Mike, uh, the black Prius, um, Jeff. Is that his name? Did uh, group with us? Mm, I have no idea. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the older okay. guy. Yeah. yeah. But real yeah. nice guy. And uh, we were in group one time, and he said, uh, you know, I was going around the room asking people questions, and he looks at me, and he goes, how many hit skips have you, have you had? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And he said, he goes, a hit skip. And he keeps saying it. In my head, I'm like, you can keep repeating the words. I'm not going to understand it anymore. And then he explained it to me. Like you said, sideswiping a car and going away. I'm like, to the best of my knowledge, none. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't think my, my dad, when, uh, when he was still drinking, he used to always call them whiskey dents. He would get up in the morning and he would look for, he would look for whiskey dents on the car. Um, I don't, I don't think I ever hit anyone. I hit a post. That's when I got my DUI. But, um. But yeah, I mean, it's everyone is like, you've ever had that? I'm like, fuck again. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That's a, to the best of my knowledge. I don't think so. To right. my cognizant self, I don't think so. <laughs> In that song too, to think about all the shit that we don't even remember or mm -hmm. that still hasn't come to <laughs> consciousness for us. Right. And probably never will. 
Right. Right. I mean, no, there's plenty of times, you know, I'd I'd look out the window, see if the car was in the driveway. Oh, yeah, (laughs) there it is. I guess I drove it home. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I remember the first time I lost my car. I was living with my grandma and uh, got, I think it was the 4th of July. So it was the 5th of July. Um, I came to, I made it back to her house somehow. I don't know. And I was, I got up, I was showered. I was getting ready to go out and do it again. And um, Mm -hmm. I went out to get, the car wasn't there. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I stood in the driveway and my grandma was in the house and I didn't, you know, it, it was, I didn't know, I didn't know if I should ask her, like, did she come and get me? It was, <laughs> I, I, you know, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just did. Did you ever know. find it? I did. I did. <laughs> I did find it. It was at a man's house, Mike. Ah. <laughs> it was at a well, man's there you house, go. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. so you sort of remembered sort of how to do where to look sort of thing? <laughs> um. Yeah, I went, well, I'll tell you, I had Graham's drop me off down at the m and And um, when I went in there, there was a couple of uh, acquaintances <laughs> <laughs> that kind of refreshed my memory a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I never would have done it on my own, I don't think. I don't think I would have figured it out on my own. Like, right. And, well, you know... That- that's the scary ahead. part too. I mean, with the with the blackouts and stuff like that. And I mean, the first, Mike and I talked about it on here, but the the first time that I that I know for a fact that I blacked out, I was the one year I went to school. I was like seventeen years old, and I I blacked out plenty of times. You know, so it's it's crazy. Again, like you said, <laughs> standing in the driveway, not wanting to ask your grandma, if, you know, what happened to the car. It's like you know when I was when I was married or you're hanging out with somebody or whatever, I mean, if there's blank spots, you don't want to walk up and ask somebody and be like, Oh yeah, by the way, where, where's my fucking car? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Too scary. It's well, and I'll tell you something a little bit scarier than that was when I started to come to, and I didn't know where my daughter was. That mm-hmm. was, uh, I did that on more than a handful of occasions. And, and it was the same way, though. You know, I'd get up and I had like a routine. I'd search the house first. And, you know, there were a couple of times I'd go out to the yard and, you know, the last resort, I'd kind of just sit there and wait, like to see if somebody would bring her back. I'd call her dad. And uh, my mom was the last. Oh, God, she was the last call I'd make. But, but I had to sometimes. I mean, I had to. You know, that, and that was, and I remember, I remember that feeling like, like it was yesterday. That's horrible. It's a horrible Mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't forget what we were. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's a, I mean, that's a a good question, I guess, because again, Mike and I have talked about that. So what's your opinion on that? If you're talking to people who are newly sober that, um, I don't know, that, that literally want to shut out the past and don't want to don't want to even look back at anything like that. What's your what's your thought on that? Looking back on those things, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, I think it's. I personally, I think it's kind of dangerous. I don't ever want to forget that that stuff. I mean, of course, I'd love to forget it, but <laughs> but I mean, honestly, just for myself, and I know some people probably think it's a little dramatic. I don't know, but. I mean, after 18, I, I don't ever want to forget 
right. that shit. I don't want to forget how horrible, how scared. I don't want to forget that ever. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I mean, that's, I don't know what yeah. would happen if, if right. I kind of block that shit out. And I know they say we do not regret the past, nor wish do I shut, you know, nor do I right. wish to shut the door on it. You know what I'm saying. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, and Mike, you've probably heard me say this. I, you know, there are times when I do, I really, I regret what I put my daughter through, you know, sure. but I do not want to forget about it. Right. I do exactly. Not but we also it. we also don't want to dwell on it either. Just sit no. there and focus on it because that's not healthy either. No. Right. Yeah. We got to remember what we're fucking capable of, but we also have to remember that we don't do that shit today. Right. And that's what's important. You know. We but yes, we can't forget it because we have to remember that it's you know one drink, one toke, one shot away from being right there again. Man. Yeah. And I think if we, I mean, if, I I don't know, for me, I think if I forget or if I choose not to, not to think about that at all, and to Mike's point, not dwelling on it, but if I don't, if I don't ever want to look at that and think, God damn, you know, like everything that we've been just talking about, um, sooner or later, if I, if I push it away, it's going to seem like it's not that big of a deal. And then maybe it seems like a good idea again. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, you know, like, uh, well, maybe the stove wasn't that hot. Let's try to touch it again, you know? Yeah, and that scares me. That scares oh, me to think that. It's terrifying. You know, that scares the shit out of me to think what uh, would happen. It, yeah, but that's the healthy fear. Right. You know, that is. That's that's the, the fear that keeps us from, from doing it again, from taking that selfishness back and, and realizing that we, we can't be that fucking person anymore. Cause it's fucking horrible, man. You know, and it's a little selfish too for me. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to feel like you said that darkness and that loneliness and that fear and, and that horrible life that we were living. I don't want to feel that way anymore. I like feeling like this much, much better. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> man. Right? So you, so you follow the guy into <laughs> the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Was the day, it was an AA meeting, right? It was. We okay. Actually, we were going to NA and AA at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, you know, and his name's Tim. I always mention his name. He knows that I talk about him. Um, but he, uh, he was, um, Tim was doing things differently than I was. You know, he was an IV user. I wasn't. And uh, he was on probation. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was concerned for him, so I called his probation officer. He ended up going to treatment. and He stayed for like 21 days. I picked him up. I was still doing everything I was doing every day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to go to meetings, so I started to take him to some meetings, you know. And I'm, I'm using on the way there. I'm using in the bathroom there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a couple weeks into that, he, you know, he disappeared. And, and I, like I said, I just kept going back. I didn't know what else to do. And January of 2005, January 17th of 2005 was the first day that I thought, I thought I'm going to try, I'm going to try not to use, you know, I was listening, I was hearing some of the stuff these people were saying in these meetings. Um, some of it seemed a little bit overboard. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like this whole sponsor shit. I'm an adult. Right. I, don't, I don't even, you know. <laughs> but um, 
so from and and I didn't January seventeenth. I didn't drink. I didn't get high. Um, I felt like shit for God several days. I I mean I didn't sleep. I you know I was a wreck. Um, and and I I just kept going to the damn meetings. Uh, and you know I kept going to the bar too. <laughs> I would have coffee and lunch at the bar, and everybody <laughs> could see how good I was, and I was sure. getting better. And and uh, the middle of June of two thousand and five, after I had my coffee and lunch, I left like I like I did every Friday. We'd go in for steak dinner, and uh, I ended up going back that night. And I ordered a beer, you know, and uh, Renee was working. She bartended with me. So she saw, <laughs> she, she saw many times what happens when I take a drink. And uh, mm-hmm. she didn't want to give it to me. And, but she knew I was just going to go around the corner and get it if she didn't hand it to me. So, you know, I took a drink. And in less than 24 hours, I was back at the dope boy's house and doing all the things I did before. Right. And, uh, you know, the last night, July 22nd of 2005, I was at this guy's house and I had been there for <sighs> over 24 hours. I know that much. And I, there was a lot of alcohol and there was a lot of drugs up there. And, and, uh, at one point I went into the bathroom and when I came out, I, I looked in the mirror. Like I, I always do. I'm sure you guys too. You go to the bathroom before you exit, you have a little gander in the mirror mm-hmm. and and I kind of got stuck there and then I felt you know I felt I always say busted and disgusted that's how I when I looked in the mirror I I, I saw me again I saw mm-hmm. that that disgusting empty dark Heidi and uh and I don't know how long I stood there and I don't I don't remember any other thought that went through my head other than I just remember feeling just disgusted and like, and broke. And, um, when I came out of the bathroom, the place was set up so that I come out of the bathroom. My purse just happened to be on the back of the couch, which I walk right by to go to the, down the steps to exit this place. And that's just what I did. I grabbed my purse. I went down those steps. I exited, and, you know, the guy's like, what are you doing? You got all this stuff here. Mm-hmm. And I, cu- I couldn't answer. I couldn't respond. I drove down. I got a pack of cigarettes. I went home and uh, I called a girl. I called Rhonda. She was a girl I knew that was sober at the time. And she came over and I'm, you know, it was a hot summer, hot summer day. And I was in the, I'm sitting in the living room and it's like, it was daytime. It was like afternoon time, like late morning, afternoon. And I was sitting there chugging my last few Miller lights. <laughs> and she comes barreling in after I called her, you know, and she's like, what are you doing? You got to let's dump them out. <laughs> I, was just, I, was just, I remember looking at her and I'm like, what are you like? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a rough time right now. There's only a couple <laughs> left. Like, right. Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, I dumped them out, and she took me to a meeting that night. We went to a meeting in Fremont, and, uh, you know, I was I hadn't slept for days. I was just, I had been just going nonstop for days, and you know that nasty, 
taste in your mouth, that nasty mm-hmm. feeling, that shaky, mm-hmm. jittery, don't want anybody to look at me. Um, right. So, you know, we were at this meeting and, uh, and after the meeting, this little lady approached me. She was old. I swear this woman was like 150 years old. I'm not kidding. <laughs> she was so short. She was so short. She had reddish hair. And um, I, to this day, I don't even know if she ever told me her name. But um, she touched me. She put her arms around me. And she touched me. And I don't know that I ever felt such a calm like something just caught, like it was like something just happened to me. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just, it was like, it, it was like when she wrapped her arms around me, all that nastiness went away for that moment. And mm-hmm. I felt like things could be okay. Right. Um, so, and then, you know. I kept going to, then I started teetering in AA a little bit more because now I'm like, okay, all right. I I could clearly see that I take a drink and then I, then I do other shit, you know, like, and even before, I mean, even before this, I have the track record. I don't even need to do other shit after I take a drink and I still always end up in a jackpot, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but I just, after that, you know, I got, I got a sponsor against my better judgment <laughs> and, uh, a woman even. And, um, you know, she started working steps with me and shit started to feel better. Shit started to look better. I was going to meetings every day, you know, I'm praying every day. I'm doing what they're telling me to do every day. And about, probably about. Three, four months in, I started to get that restless, irritable, and discontent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember calling my friend Danelle, and she was begging me to call her sponsor, who was this woman in Coshocton, Ohio. Um, and and I was, it was that, um, you know, the big book talks about the jumping off point. And I, right. feel, I feel like that's where I was at that time. Like... I, I was scared to take a drink. I was scared because I know what happens now. Right. But I was also scared to keep on feeling the way that I was feeling while I was not drinking. Right. Um, and I ended up, you know, I eventually I felt enough pain. I called that woman in Coshocton and she would become my second sponsor in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and that was Chrissy and you know, Chrissy took me through the big book. We started at the title page. We went word for word, line by line, chapter by chapter. When the book said to take a step, I took a step. You know, mm-hmm. she would ask me what things meant. And if I didn't know, she'd make me look it up and tell mm-hmm. her. She spoon-fed me the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And from that moment to this moment, I mean, I, I love my life. Mm-hmm. I love my life. Right. And I fell in love with Alcoholics Anonymous during that time, madly in love in that book and those steps. And like, I couldn't get enough of it. I could not get enough of it. And to this day talking, you know, Dolly, I was talking to Dolly yesterday and we're going and she, I mean, she gets mad passionate about that book and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you guys know that. Yes, Um, we do. 
but I, I love that. I mean, I still, that gives me that giddy, like I just, I'm so grateful. I mean, I wouldn't have, mm-hmm. I just cannot fucking imagine if it wouldn't, have, if it wasn't, you know, if, if it never came to be, where the right. fuck would we be? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I mean, Oh my God! Right, you know, I mean, I'm where thoroughly convinced be? of that. Right, right. Either dead or so fucking completely miserable. That, right. Yeah. Right. Because you know, this is a way out. This is a way. Because, like you said, you know, we couldn't imagine doing anything without getting some kind of buzz on. Man. It just it wasn't possible. You know, and and now because we've done this work and been a part of this thing, hell, I can't imagine. You know, I mean. It crosses my mind occasionally. We've talked about it plenty of times on here. You know, of course we think about it. You know, we'd be fucking lying if we said right? we didn't. We spent our entire lives focused on it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, yeah, 13 or 18 or 40 fucking years later, you're still going to think about it. Absolutely. It's such a huge part. It, it's part of our DNA. But I can't. But when I do have those thoughts, I, I you know, I play that tape through. You know, that's a tool I have that, you know, I play, okay, fine, asshole, pick up a drink, go get right. fucking smoke a joint. Then what? Then what? You're yeah. gonna, you know, you, you're not going to be able to stop because you have no fucking power. You're not going to, you've lost the power of choice once you put that shit in you, whatever it is. And, and then you fucking can't stop. And then the misery comes instantly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're going to feel good for a fucking second, and then it's just going to be shit, and I know that, and I'm not going to be able to stop. Right. No matter how much how bad it feels and how much shit it brings into my life, I'm not going to be able to stop. I'm going to do these little things to keep me from picking that first one up. That's what I'm going to do today. Right. It's a hell of well, a lot easier. Had, uh, Mike and I had a sponsor together in, uh, in Cleveland, Joe, and you probably know you probably know Joe, but um, he had said to us uh, one time or said in general to people that, you know, when you first get sober, it's all about, you know, people, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? And he said, the beautiful part is sooner or later you get to the point or what are you willing, what are you willing to, to give up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, when you think about it that way, it's like nothing. I don't want to give up anything for, you know, for booze. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, it's, and Mike and I talk about this, it's not the money, it's not cars, it's not any of that shit. It's the, you know, the people and the feeling and the the peace and the serenity and, you know, like being able to go some places. And we, we talked about, I remember you saying one time, I don't know if it was on Facebook or we were at some place to, you know, hanging out together and you were talking about the moon and you're like, that fucking moon. <laughs> and, and you know what, I, I think about that all the time. I just walked outside before we were going to record and. And it was just starting to get dark. And it's just like this little crescent moon. I looked up and, and in my head, I'm like, God damn, you know. And then you look at a couple of leaves falling down. You look at the sunset or, you know, I, I took a trip and I was driving along. And, I'm, you know, there's like these rock formations cut through the highway. And I'm just driving going, this is fucking beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> and you know what I you know what I used to do? I used to get in my car and I, I have a pint of something and I'd mix it with soda in my coffee cup. And I'd drink the entire way. And by the time I got to where I was going. You know, I'm hoarse from singing because I, you know, have a few drinks in the car and you start singing <laughs> and, and I'm buzzed and I'm thinking that was a lot of fucking fun. And I didn't see a goddamn thing. I drove right. for eight fucking hours and didn't see a goddamn thing. And I drove drunk, <laughs> you know, but, um, but shit. So, you know, going everywhere and doing everything, um, you know, having, having some sort of substance in us, 
now to again, you know, that that fucking moon or look at that leaf fall. It's just it's it's wonderful. It's great. I love that fucking moon. I know. And, <laughs> and you did. That's exactly what you it. said. You like that, that fucking moon. <laughs> I got I take the kids out. We go out all the time. Wet rain, snow. I don't care. Several nights of the week, we go outside and, and we just look at the sky, um, you know, and reminisce new thing. Well, it's not new, but he's doing it now, too. We'll go down. We go out at night and we put our feet to the earth. <laughs> We're grounding. And um, it's like it kills me. He's like, oh, can we go out and ground tonight? <laughs> They're a trip. But yeah. And Mike, you know, talking about. uh said how we always are going to think about it and mm-hmm. you know i tell people if you're talking to someone and they say oh i don't ever think about drinking or using anymore probably run the other way because they're a liar thank um, you <laughs> like i think i mean i in the summertime when i see the neighbors or, or, mm-hmm. or we go to a fair or something and i see people having a drink if i right. told you that i never thought for one second or one time on occasion that I wish that I could do that, I would Mm -hmm. be lying. Of Of course, course I'm going to think that the difference between thinking about it today and thinking about it 18 years ago is that I know, I know the truth about myself now, you know, right? I know, just like you said, I know exactly what's going to happen. I don't even have to guess what's going to happen. If I take a drink, I know what's going to happen. Yep. You know, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, there there was when there was times that even even recently, and it happened when I was on my trip, and I told Mike about it when I got to this one place. I'm sitting outside on the balcony, and it's, again, it's like a, I don't know, it felt like a little resort area, and this and that. Immediately thought about you know that I, it was a drinking atmosphere, you know, or you're sitting in a restaurant. I could walk through a, a grocery store aisle, and you know you you see a bottle of booze or a certain type of beer, and you immediately taste it, you know, which is which is weird, you know. But um, once again, you know, we talk about it all the time. You spend, you know, years and years and years of doing that and it's ingrained in you. I mean, we're yeah. we're fighting to, to stay away from it, not to, you know, we're not just sitting here like, oh, yeah, we're just floating away from it. Right. <laughs> you know, every day we got to do the goddamn work, you know, right. in order to stay away from it. So it's it only um, I don't know, it only makes sense. But, yeah, Mike and I said the same thing The people if people do that, if people, I've heard so many people over the years. Alcohol never crosses my mind. Right. Blah, blah, blah. What's well, fucking deal for you, dude? Right. You lie, you lie and fucking blowhard. <laughs> and on top of that, quit telling this new person that because you're going to oh. fucking freak them out because they just have the thought. Right. You know, right. They're not, they're not right. fucking weird. You are. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Man. It's just... People put these false, I don't know, some of these, in in no offense, I mean, I know some of these people have the, you know, they have the right intentions like they that. They mean but, well, right. Yeah, but I, I just think there, there's there's too many people that have been sober, and we, we've known a lot of really good people that, that long-term recovery, and I mean 20, 30, 40 years, that, I mean, we hung on every word that they said, but then again, there was other people that we knew that's like, oh, fuck me, you know? And I mean, the, the things that are coming out of their mouths are just, like you said, you said, Heidi, you said the word dangerous, you know, it's, huh? it's dangerous yeah. not to, you know, not to accept the, all this shit that we did and, and think about it as long as we don't dwell. And it's dangerous to think that we're just, okay, we're all good. You know, I got this thing. <laughs> not today. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's right there in the fucking book, man. There is no cure. Right. 
you know, all we get is that daily reprieve, but we've got to do the maintenance to get that reprieve. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for the word maintenance. I knew you kept. I knew you kept. Had to be so. in there, of course. It's my favorite fucking word in the book. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, we uh, we've talked about that a bunch of times too. You hear people quote that line. You know, we've got a daily reprieve. Based on our spiritual condition, and Mike and I would be in meetings going, you fuck, you missed maintenance, damn it. The most important word. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike Mike has recited that. That's probably the the most recited thing from the big book that uh, that we've said on here, with the exception of the words selfish and self-centered. That, mm-hmm. that gets brought up on here a lot, probably yeah. more than anything. But... Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my encapsulation of the whole fucking program. Right. There is no cure. We've got to do the maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and the root of our troubles, alcohol is just a symptom, which means crack is just a symptom, which means heroin is just a symptom, right? which means it's all a symptom. The root of our troubles is selfishness and self-centeredness. That's the fucking program. Right. Yeah. And if anyone out there is looking up the, you know, wants to find the Cliff's notes of the big book, no, just get the Mike's notes. That's what they are. You know, <laughs> there you go. Now, you know, the big book right there. You're good. <laughs> but Hey, uh, on, on that note, what do you think there, Mike? Should we take yeah. a break? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, stay tuned for more of this wonderful talk right after these words from our sponsor. Hey everyone, it's your friends at Sober Not Mature. Hi and, there. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's both of your friends this time. Hi Mike, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well. But we do we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two. We Two websites in one. <laughs> All right. So so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com. Uh-huh. And we just launched the store website. So uh, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you right. can access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit of, about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you <laughs> and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts we also do have. <laughs> All the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is a least, big deal. Eh, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me, 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> trying to help, man. <laughs> I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now i got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, com. <laughs> Did you just say sober but not mature? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though. All right, everyone. Welcome back. 
and um, I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what? I want I want Heidi to go into what life is like now. Yeah, so that's that's oh. good. Yeah, save save me from trying to remember some throw on some witty fucking line. Tell us right. something fun, Heidi. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's not all strawberries and orgasms. I'll tell you. Thank you. That. you. There, there it is. That's what we were looking at. Okay, let's pause on that real quick. So. We brought that up. Mike is the one that brought that up. Um, shit, early, early right. episodes, probably in the first ten. And then we've we've talked about it, and people have heard it. Um, there's there, literally there's people all over the country that are saying that now. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, we've had on um, uh, Doctor Sarah. We had on she she right. uses that on their um, her and her uh, partner Finn use that on uh, their YouTube videos. People mm-hmm. have stolen that all I over the it. place. And the worst part about it, because when Mike and I were talking about it. I've never seen your lead. He heard that at, at a lead at the Keating center. Yeah. We figured out it was on a Thursday night and I must've been working at the one company where I worked late nights on Wednesday and Thursday. So yeah, it was early I, on. I mean, yeah, it was I'm, like within the first six months or so of being sober and yeah, I was at a meeting and you know, that meeting is, is quote unquote an open meeting, but I mean, it's a sausage fest, you know, absolutely. and, <laughs> and you were leading <laughs> And, and you're up there and you're telling your story and you're doing your thing and all that good stuff. And yeah, it was just, it was one of the greatest lines in my early recovery. And clearly it stuck with me all these years, you know, you're up there going, you know, you're telling your story and you said, yeah, you know, life's pretty good now, but guess what? It's not all fucking strawberries and orgasms. Right? <laughs> <was> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just, so yeah, you figure, I mean, it, you know, from, for, 13 years now we've been talking about that line. So thank you for actually saying it on here. So we were, we, that was both of us were looking. We're no, we know we're going to hear it. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's been, it's been great. It's been a good time. So yeah, but um, no, seriously, I mean, tell us a little bit more. I mean, we know what's going on in your life, but everyone else doesn't. So not all strawberries and orgasms, but uh, you've got, you've got decent shit going on. I know that much. Yeah. Um, Mm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my my journey through Alcoholics Anonymous, it has been just fucking spectacular. Like, I, up until, like, five years ago, I went, I mean, I was going. I was all over the place. I, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I could, I went to so many conferences and, um, you know, book studies and workshops. And, I mean, I, I. I just, man, I don't know, love, I love it. Um, And, you know, I told you a little bit about my daughter. Um, Well, she turns, it turns out that she's, she's one of us. Um, Mm -hmm. She had her own, you know, she's on her own journey. And five years ago, I got a phone call from her asking if I could take the kids. Um, I have two grandchildren. She asked me if I could take them for a few days so she could go to detox. And, uh, I mean, of course, you know, I, of course I would. Um, and, uh, so, you know, long story short, I ended up getting them and, uh, and I have custody of them. They've been with me for October 4th was our five year anniversary. Wow. Um, they were one and two when I got them close to two and three. Um, but they were one and two and, uh, Man, that fucking, that, that, that rocked my world. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard. That was, 
that first year, I mean, not even just, I only had one child, you know? Um, so not even just like suddenly being responsible for these two tiny humans. Um, but then also like having, I went through a lot of uh, guilt and remorse. Um, you know, some stuff was thrown in my face and I, I was, I had a lot of contact <laughs> with Dolly through all this. Um, mm -hmm. It was, it was, you know, it was, I was in kind of a pretty uh, dark place for like the first year, you know, we, we had to, I had to go to court. There was, there was all kinds of shit. I had to say shit that I never wanted to say in front of my kid, you know, um, but, you know, nonetheless, it is what it is. Um, and they, they, they live with me and, uh, they have, I'll tell you what, I know, like, these little jerks have taught <laughs> me, they have taught me love, a love that I have never felt, understood, or thought possible. And, you know, before when I would say that, I, and I guess I'm doing it now, too, you know, some people are probably thinking, like, what about your daughter? Don't you know? And, and I mm. loved her. I loved her the best I could when right. I was doing what I was doing, you know? Um, but this is, I mean, it's been a, it's been a journey, but I'm like, I'm having the time of my fucking life right now. I, I really am. Like they, they have, they're like healing me. They're healing mm -hmm. shit in me that, that I guess that couldn't was I wasn't capable of being healed parts of me until until they entered my life the way they did, you know, um, right. I get to I get to have a childhood with them, kind of. And I know that might sound kind of crazy, but I mean, taking them to all this, I'm going to tell you what I took them. You guys might have seen it because I posted some things on Facebook. The Big Bounce America a couple weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I, in the middle of that fucking giant bounce house, we are just bounce, like, I bounce, like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever done anything so fun <laughs> in my life. And I'm not fucking kidding you. I, I recommended when they come back next year, you guys should go. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> like, there was a moment. And I stopped and I, I cried. I mean, and I couldn't stop crying. And, and I'm just like, and it was one, and I'm like this. And, and the first, my, I always go back to fucking Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> man. Mm -hmm. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And, and it, I mean, it was just like the shit that I get to do with them, the shit that I get to experience with them, the shit that I get to feel with them. And it, I mean, again, it's not all like it. There's some rough stuff, you know, like second grade math homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever been so suicidal in my life. It <laughs> makes no sense. Um, but, it, you know, it's like my life today is amazing. It, I believe that it's the way it's supposed to be. And. And I'm having fun. I'm having fun. My life is so full and I am so busy. Monday through Saturday, like 
between me working, you know, and then after school, we're off to either kung fu, ninja training, gymnastics, <laughs> dance, or speech therapy. Um, you know, and then we get home, rush through homework, baths. I got to cook supper yet. Um, I mean, my life is is packed full, but it's 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 such a good fall. It's such a loving fall. It is such a happy fall. Like, I don't even have words. I really don't. I really don't. And I miss, I don't get to come out. I don't get to go out to the meetings like I did. Um, right. You know, I miss that. I, that's another thing. That was, that was Dolly and I's conversation. I think it was last week, you know. Um, and I, I'll cry talking about that because I, I miss there's a lot that I miss about that. I miss my friends. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss. I miss seeing right. my people, you know? Right. Yes, I can get them on the phone, you know? And once in a while, I get to meet up with, with one of them, you know? Um, but it but it's not often, and that's okay, because there will be a time again where I can run again, you know? But right now, right. the powers that be got me doing something else <laughs> so but i stay connected do not be mistaken i mm-hmm. i have my book on my stand every morning i my routine is as far as prayer and meditation i do more now in the last five years probably than i than i ever did before that i mean i mm-hmm. have I, I have to and it's right i mean well and and the kids like you know i wake up I go to bed stupid early. You guys are totally fucking with my bedtime tonight. I mean, <laughs> like, seriously. We're, well, on Fridays, we will stay up till like, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. But mm-hmm. through the week, <laughs> uh, we're in bed by like 7.30. But I'm up by 4 o'clock, 4, 4.30, right. because I, I have to have some quiet to myself. You know, right. I have to. Um, and then they, they're up by 6, and Remington will always join me for breathing. And hmm. then we do like a, we'll do chants like, um. <laughs> you know, um, like they do what I do. I, I think it's adorable and, and, uh, and I hope that it helps them, you know, right. down the line in their real life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So with your, with your routine, cause Mike and I talk about that quite a bit. What do you do? Because, um, I mean, he and I, of course, think it's hugely important and huge proponents of a morning routine. So what even briefly, what do you do every every day? Because you said it's more now. But what's your what's your routine every day? It is. I wake up. The first thing I do is pee. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. Let me pee. write it down. Write, write that it down. Uh huh. <laughs> Two E's. Hey, me too. <laughs> Two E's or three. <laughs> I um. I get my coffee and I, the first thing I do recently, you guys might think this is nuts, but I'm, uh, I am, I do the breathing first thing and then I'll pick something out to read and, and, and then I sit Indian style on my floor as straight as I possibly can for 20 to 30 minutes. And I try to just only have like I try to envision my day in my head, how amazing it's going to be and how perfect it's going to be and how happy everyone's going to be. I really try to, um, 
guess manifesting. I'm manifesting right. my days. And you know, some people think that that's corny as shit, but I'm into mm. it right now. No. Like, right. I am totally into it. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, like I said, then the kids will get up. I do. Stre- I have to stretch now, too. I'm getting older. <laughs> so I need some stretches also. Uh-huh. But then, you know, then the kids wake up and Rem and I do the breathing. And at night, we um, light incense and we'll either we will either do um, some like sound bath or we'll do chanting or we'll do yoga at night. And I put on the um I'm totally into the sound baths. If you guys have not been to one, I highly recommend you go. Um, but I'll play like that kind of music for us at night, you know, with the incense and we're, we're kind of like totally hippied out over here a little bit, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I feel good. And, and right. I think that they feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, I just have like, I just have a stronger sense of, I have the strongest sense of it is the way it's supposed to be than I've ever had before. Right. You know? Yeah. So let me get this straight. So you like doing all this stuff for yourself to make your life better. And then you pass it on to them to make their right. lives better. Where <laughs> the hell did you ever learn that? Right. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's mm. something else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, a... and like you mentioned, uh, you know, going to bed early and getting up early, I don't look at it weird because literally I, only thing I ever, if I'm someplace or have to be someplace or whatever it is, I'm like, okay, I know like tomorrow I'm, I'm heading out to Cleveland. Are you going to the Keating Center event, by the way? Bring the kids up by chance? No? When is it? Sunday. Sunday. Clam bake. Oh, no. No, we're going trick-or-treating at the IX Center. Nice. Oh. Oh, that's, that's, they'll have more fun than at a clam bake anyhow, Aww. so I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so I, I know what time I want to leave tomorrow, and I know I have to pack, but I also know how much time it takes me because when, when I get up, that, that is, I well, first thing I do, I turn my coffee on to get it brewing, then I pee, so pretty close in there. <laughs> Um, but then I do, I grab coffee and I, I, you know, go sit down and I do my readings and Mike does his a little bit different, his routine, but we both do the same type of things. I do my prayers and I do whatever. And that's every day, you know, but Mm -hmm. I plan my day around that. I know how long it takes me to take a shower. If I get a pack up, I know roughly how long it takes that. I just back up my day, you know, and if, if I have to leave it, six in the morning, I could back up my day two to three hours, depending on what I have to do. And, you know, when somebody's like, why the fuck do you get up that early in my head? I'm like, why do you fucking care? You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, I'm just like, yeah, cause I get, I get shit to do, man. You know, our family knows we do it. Our friends all know we do it. Anyone right. that I, that I care about in my life is never going to question what I do. They may right. look at me and like, fuck dude, you got to get up that early, more power to you, you know, Mm -hmm. but neither one of us, and we've talked about it endlessly on here. um, Neither one of us would ever skip our, our daily routine would never think of it. Mike, I think you even said, fuck it. I'll be late to work if I have to be. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. If I have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some 
god awful reason it hasn't happened yet but you know i oversleep somehow or whatever i'm still taking that 20 to 30 minutes in the morning and doing what i gotta do i don't fucking care because right I know I'm not going to have the job. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get through my day. I'm not going to, it's going to be miserable. No, thank yeah. you. Like I said, you know, I, I prefer this more. I will do the maintenance before I do anything else because I want the fucking result. Right. I'm with you yeah, on that. Personally, I would, I would rather get up before everyone anyhow, or, you know, if we're in a, you know, holidays and stuff like that, or um, any mm-hmm. place we are, if there's a house full of people, um, you know, I, I do prayers. I'm not embarrassed of them, but they're mine. You know, I'll, I'll take an extra few minutes and I'll do my prayers in the bathroom, you know, right. on, on my own. I'll brush my teeth and put my contacts in and do my prayers. I could do my reading anywhere, but, right. you know, my prayers are my time. Kind of like what you were talking about, Heidi, that, that time you just sit, you know, what, Indian style, which I could never do. Yeah. If you held a gun to my head, I couldn't <laughs> sit Indian style these days. Um, but but I, I mean, it, it sounds like that's your time, right? I mean, that's the yeah. time that you take for yourself. Then the kids get up and Remy gets involved and whatever the deal is. But, yeah. you know, you take it's your time and that's that's important, you know, and I think it's important for all of us to be selfish with that because, you know, Mike, you just said that, right? It's the maintenance. We have to. Yeah, right. Again, and it, it comes down, you know, yes, it, it doesn't. You know, I'm not a miserable son of a bitch as much um, <laughs> oh, <thank you laughs> for other for other people in. around me, right? You know, so that's that's a but that's a byproduct. I, it's selfish, man. I want to I want to get my shit straight and I want to be centered so I can get through my day without being miserable. And yeah, you know, and if I'm miserable, I'm gonna make everybody else miserable because that's what I do. Right. I know that about myself. I've done that work. <laughs> <laughs> and I proved it to myself over and over again. You know, it, it's none of us ever. I mean, you know, I'm 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 a a loner. I, I'm a rebel daddy. Um, but I'm you know I am. I, I live by myself. I enjoy living by myself. Um, you know, I don't like being around a lot of people most of the time and whatever. Um, but I don't even know where the fuck I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> No, you just let everyone know who you are. It's cool. We right. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. But no, oh, I do know where I was going. But we, 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 no matter how much of an isolator and a loner I am, we still want that connection with other people. Oh, yeah. We always do, you know, and, and back when I was miserable and horrible and, and all of that, I wanted everybody around me to be as miserable as I was too. So I wouldn't feel so fucking alone. alone. You know, it's, and I, I worked that out uh, several years ago, um, you know, <laughs> but now I try to make myself kind of happy, you know, kind of um, <laughs> so that, yeah. So that the people around me are happy and then I have happy people around me and my life is better. And that's how all this shit works. You know, I, and I have that connection with people. It's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, and that's, you know, you said, I real quick, talking about, you know, I got, I have, I have, I got these kids, I can't fucking be a grump, you know, like, I can't be tired, I can't be, I gotta take care of myself, I have to, right? because I got, I mean, I can't, you know what I mean, like, and, I mean, I, part of my shit is I go to the gym four days a week, too, like that. All that and all the the prayer and meditation and I do this weird body movement shit like that's all for my <laughs> mental and emotional well being mm-hmm. so that they can reap the benefits of that you wow. know like I I got to for them man I have to 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and, but we but we were taught that that you know oh, we have yeah. to we have to take care of ourselves. And we have to get our own shit straight so that we can be there for other people. Yeah. You know, but that is, but we talked about before, we were fucking monsters before we, we didn't give a fuck, you know, we're, we're going to take care of ourselves in the wrong way and fuck everybody else. Yeah. And we lived that way for decades. So apparently something's changed in all of us. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and you just said too, Heidi, about, you know, you, you can't be grumpy and stuff around them. I, I like that. And I guess I never thought about that because when it immediately flashed back to um, when I was still drinking and when, you know, it was probably in the last couple of years before I got sober, you know, whatever would happen. And I was kind of, you know, a grumpy and shit around my son, you know, and he was, he was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old at the time. And it doesn't mean that none of us are in, in bad moods ever you know i mean it still happens but you know life still mm-hmm. happens it could still fucking suck and whatever's in our heads but you know we can take a deep breath and we can be decent to people or you know back to the whole 10 step if we happen to snap at somebody which does happen when we're yeah. wrong <laughs> i just figured that out we talked about that a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when we were wrong uh-huh. um but but i mean if we happen to be grumpy or whatever it is, we can immediately say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm tired, I didn't mean it, it has nothing to do with you, whatever the case is, but we can acknowledge that, actually live up to it and explain our behavior rather than, you know, our kids just looking at us like, what the fuck's wrong with this person, you know? Right. And that's yeah. what it is, because at that point, you are just this person. You're not, you know, you're not their mother, you're not their father, you're not their grandparent, you're right. not anyone like that. You just, who is this monster? You know, Mike, I think you said monster a few minutes ago, you know? I yeah, believe I, I did. did. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. I mean, it's it's so great not to not to have to, to live that way. And um, God, I, all the stuff you were saying, all this running around and stuff like that. My grandson is 19, almost 19 months old. He wears me the fuck out. And you he's know? so cute too. Oh, he's he's adorable. I and I love him to death. And you know what? Forever, whatever reason, he actually kind of digs me too. You know, but um, it's 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 one of the most. And like you said, it it's a whole different love for a grandchild. And Mike, I mean, you know, from you got mm-hmm. sober when when Lydia was so little, and you described that the love in her eyes, right? You know, and it, it is. It's such this whole different thing. And I mean, granted. I'm 55 years old now, you know, run, running around after a, you know, this miniature, you know, two foot lunatic and, you know, I love him, but I'm like, geez, dude, <laughs> you know, and he's got the same personality as my son did. So I'm half, half the time I'm calling him Derek, or I think he's Derek, you know, it's just, it's crazy, but, um, you know what? It's, it's the best. I'd rather be worn out for that than, you know, some of this useless shit I used to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're, and I, I've had to apologize to them before too. Let me be sure. clear. Well, <laughs> so yeah, of I, course. And I, I don't like it. That's why I've. You know, I <laughs> well, yeah, right. To, to not have and, to, again, yeah, the selfish but, shit, right? I don't want to have to fucking apologize, so I guess I'm gonna try to do shit that right? I don't have to apologize. I'm gonna do things so that I don't have to apologize, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, it's it's like I always say, look, yes, I, I still have all kinds of fucked up thoughts, but thankfully my actions don't reflect those thoughts right. anymore. Right. <laughs> Man. 
You know, I mean, well, I've quoted it on here several times. I got it from Dolly. You know, she said, we're no longer emotionally driven. We're spiritually driven, which is just a beautiful way of saying, fuck your feelings. My feelings don't matter. Right. My my actions matter. My thoughts don't matter. My actions matter. It's what I do. You know, I could be inside going, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. But outside, (laughs) outside, I'm doing something nice for someone else. And who cares what I'm thinking and feeling? It doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's what that's one of the coolest things. That's what them women, you know, at Dally and, and Chrissy too, they tell me, We don't care how you feel, we care what you're right. doing. Mm-hmm. You know? We care what you're doing. Yeah. Well that was, you know, um early on in sobriety, we walk into who do you know, all those guys <laughs> down there, you know, and they they do it on purpose. They you know, I mean, we were literally maybe 30 days, you know, and they go, so how you doing? <laughs> and you start fucking running your mouth and they let you go for about 10 seconds. And then they go, we don't care. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, then, oh, in, your fuck. Head, in your head, yeah, you're kind of like, fuck me. I'm not going to answer that question again. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But but it does. I mean, the, the little things like that. And, and we talk about this all the time that the, and I've been to meetings in different areas. So has Mike, and there's nothing wrong with meetings in other areas. And, you know, recovery is, is what it is. And AA is what it is, but there is nothing like Cleveland AA in yeah. our opinion. And I think you probably agree in these, these people that, I mean, you know, we talk about it being, you know, hardcore and old school and all those sort of things. And it is in the fact that, you know, people don't take shit and all that stuff, which they don't, but people are not mean, you know? And I think Mm-mm. that somehow, sometimes people get the, the idea that the sit down and shut up and stuff like that mentality is mean, but it's not, it's just a matter of, okay, we know a little bit better than you. So just do what we do, what we do and do what we say and just, chill you know mm-hmm. chill the fuck out i never felt any like anyone was being rude to me um they were very straightforward <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and again worst case scenario something like that you're like well i'm not going to answer that fucking question anymore so what it did i learned you know the stove was hot i didn't touch it again <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to i mean the, the hardcore stuff is i don't know the touchy-feely shit like you went through that i know i I don't mm-hmm. think it would have worked on me either, you know? Nope, it did not. I went back out for 10 more years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came to Cleveland and they said, sit down, shut up, watch what we do, and then you do that too. I went, oh, right. really? That simple? Yeah, that fucking simple. Now shut up. <laughs> so That's Heidi, you felt, did you feel comfortable um, in the rooms of AA and or NA right off the bat, or was it kind of, and I know the initial thing, you know, a little bit as you had mentioned, but I mean, just in general, did you feel at home or feel comfortable or did it take you a while to kind of where you felt a part of? Um, after I'll tell you after, um, after July 22nd of 2005, I felt more comfortable because, and, and I was convinced, you know, before that, you know, I, I took a break from all the meetings for those few weeks in ju- between June and July. And uh, I would never, when I would go to AA, I was such a dick. I would, you know, they'd ask me to read and I would not say, I'm Heidi, I'm an alcoholic. I would say, mm. I'm Heidi and I refuse to use, you know, or <laughs> some, some <laughs> shit like that. What's some of the other dumb things I said? Um, but after, after... When I came back in July 23rd, like I was sold. It was hook, line, and sinker. And um, 
and I did. I felt um, I felt pretty comfortable. I mean, huh? I mean, I really did. And uh, and you know, it's I, I got sober in Tiffin, and the meetings. I mean, a big meeting in Tiffin is like ten fucking people. You know, um, right, <laughs> right. So when I came to Cleveland, well, when I got Chrissy as a sponsor, she was in Coshocton, which was almost three hours away from Tiffin. So she, w- I would meet her at places, and she would, t- you know, like I met her up here in Cleveland, I don't know how many times, and I met her in Columbus, I don't know how many times. So I started to, to branch out, and you know, I didn't know AA existed anywhere else except for Tiffin, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, lo- I, I mean, and then when I moved up to Cleveland, I think I had, fuck, I think I had like two years sober when I moved here. And um, I just fell right into place. I didn't know. I mean, I knew a lot of people in Cleveland, but they were like Dolly, Chris Heidel. They were not like in the, they weren't in Lakewood, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I was going to meetings where I didn't know anybody. And, uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't scared. It was so refreshing. It was like, and I've said this a million times. You've probably heard me say it. I felt like a kid on a new playground, you know, right. like. There are meetings everywhere. I mean, you know, and I'd call up somebody and say, hey, let's go over to, you know, Euclid to this meeting or something. They're like, why are you going all the way to the east side? I'm like, what do you, it's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. <laughs> right. like, what the fuck do you mean? But yeah, I, I mean, I love the AA here and, and, and I, and I, yeah, I, I felt pretty comfortable. NA was uh I mean I I say I was comfortable in there but that was from that was between January of 05 and June of 05 so I wasn't really and I wasn't like I wasn't sober I wasn't drinking I wasn't using street drugs but I was still getting a prescription of Xanax from my doctor because I had social anxiety mm-hmm. you know, which is a bunch of bullshit I was an alcoholic right. I had right. I suffered from alcoholism is what my problem right. was um, so but I was as sober as I was capable of being I guess at that time right um, but I never I just never fell into NA like I feel like I just fell into AA, especially once Chrissy, once I got Chrissy in my life, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, right. just... I mean, you know, the other programs are all fine and, you know, they're all based on the 12 steps, which is AA. And, you know, my, my line for it is always, you know, I like my recovery. Like I like my dope uncut. So yeah. I'm going to go to the source. I'm going to get right, it as clean right. as I can get it, which is AA. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, um, one thing I learned, and I, I think I learned this before I actually, before July 23rd, um, because I was going to so much NA and I was getting those books. Um, NA was created out of, uh, resentment. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is why I feel like I don't, I don't feel things in there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come into AA, like I feel it. I yeah. feel that in my fucking soul. And I just never felt it like that in NA. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, you know, in CA and, and HA and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's right. all whatever. But, yeah, they're all splintered out. And again, you know, easier, softer way, man. They're they're trying to water it down. And I, yeah. I want it pure. I need it pure. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, and 
Yeah, because I'm fucked up. Right? <laughs> God. So I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's never heard that. What do you mean N.A. was formed out of a resentment? I've never heard that before. Um, so, Jim, damn it. I used to have all the facts. Okay, the guy's mm-hmm. name, I think it was Jim. Was his name Jim? Or... It sounds like, yeah. I don't remember the details that much either, but I do know that, yeah, it was a guy that was in AA and he, Miss you know, Jim right. Lee. You know, and it was the old, it was the old shit. Don't talk about drugs in right, Alcoholics right. Anonymous and, you know, bleh, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Read the fucking book. Bob did drugs. Bill did drugs. Silkworth talked about drugs. You know, yeah. what was it? I think number number four or number five, I mean, one of the early ones was a heroin addict, you know, <laughs> and they, yeah. they had a big discussion about letting him in. They let him in and he got sober and, you know, there you go. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But but yes, N.A. was, you know, he was pissed off that, you know, he couldn't talk about drugs. So he went and formed his own little thing. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, seriously, I, I didn't I didn't know that. And really, you know, that. Yeah, I, I had no idea. But I mean, I've been to I've been to AA meetings that probably should have been, you know, identified as NA meetings, NA. which is fine. I don't care one way or the other, um, you know, whether because I mean, all of our friends, you know, have done drugs and I have no issue with it whatsoever. I understand and I respect, uh, you know, a completely closed old school meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. But I have no mm-hmm. issue if somebody's talking about drugs. Right. We've had guests on here before that, you know, start to, you know, kind of tiptoe around drugs. And we're like, you can talk about whatever the fuck you did. And they're like, really? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and because a lot of people come into, even though we've never advertised ourselves as a, we talk about AA a lot, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're certainly not an AA meeting, not AA sanctioned right. and have no issue whatsoever talking about it. But um, I mean, again, I just, I, I didn't, I had no idea that I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I, for for one of us to get pissed off about something and say, fine, I'm going to do it my way then over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, get in where you fit in, you know, if that if that's right. your thing, I whatever, get better, however you right. do it. But but AA is my way, you know, like and thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've said it on here plenty of times, you know, we don't care what is making you a better person. If it's making you a better person, good. Keep right. doing it. Right. Yeah. 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 Doesn't matter. Christianity, mm-hmm. Buddhism, Judaism, right. you know, NAA, whatever. It doesn't matter if you're being <laughs> no. better. Good. And if you're not, it's not making you a better person. Try to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If all else fails, do something different. But yep. yeah, it was it was funny, Heidi, when you talked about the reason I asked about and I I've asked quite a few people that that we've had on as guests if they felt mm-hmm. comfortable right away, especially the women, because we've heard stories back and forth that some women just and, and I truly think that we've only I don't want to say only majority of people we've heard that were uncomfortable women, especially in AA, were outside of the Cleveland area. Although I think Megan said the first meeting she went to was more of a guy center mm-hmm. type of meeting uh, right but she immediately found found women and they kind of you know wrapped her up and took her in so i mean that's right. what that's what cleveland a is about but when you mentioned about being comfortable or finally being comfortable saying the word alcoholic i didn't i didn't feel comfortable for months i just said it because um because everyone else was you know and i right. knew i knew we had to identify you know and mm-hmm. um like the first time i would have said it would have been you know, day, literally day one in the Keating center. So I was seven days sober at the time, I think. 
and we were in meditation because I think when we when we shared, we had to identify, right, Mike, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I remember? Yeah, right. And everyone else was doing it. And I'm just like, okay, uh, my name is Bill. I'm an alcoholic. And that day, which would have been whatever whatever day it was, um, again, day seven or something like that, was the first time that, that I ever said those words. And I sure as fuck didn't believe it, you know? at that at that time but um i just kept saying it and again went through the fucking motions and literally for for nine months but that's a whole that's a whole nother story that we've talked about plenty of times but um i did not buy into this hook line and sinker right away let's just put it that way (laughs) right you know i've you know i've talked about you know i called myself an alcoholic for years and years and years i use it as an excuse you know, yeah, right. I'm an alcoholic. What'd you expect me to fucking do? I got drunk. <laughs> I got high. I'm a drunk. I'm a junkie. What the fuck? Right. Man, I was scared. I was scared to <laughs> to say it because I knew. And, and the thing was, I knew that once I said it, mm-hmm. that then I was, I was probably going to be sold to believe it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I just, I'm telling you, I, I held, I held on like a son of a bitch to that, you know, someday, some way I will be able to control it. Mm-hmm. Drink with impunity. Right. Man. I, think there, I think there's something about that in the big book too. Right? Isn't yeah, something about that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, my, my dad was an alcoholic, so I knew what the word meant. And I mean, I, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be labeled that, I guess, at that, at that time. I didn't even know if labeling was that. I just, I, I saw the, um, I was worried more about what my family and everything like that was going to think. And it was <laughs> probably that, and we talked about it, that the shame and the guilt and all those different things of, you know, again, finally putting, putting a, again, I guess, putting a label on that sort of thing. But, uh, but on top of that, I didn't, I, I just didn't buy into it. I didn't, I didn't want to get sober. I wasn't, um, I wasn't sold as, as you had said, Heidi, but you know, Hey, sometimes they say you, you stick around long enough, man, you know, stay, stay until the miracle happens or whatever the right. fuck, what happens it, it does. At least you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole key is doing the work. Right. right. Exactly. But, you know, well, like Tony's story, you know, he was going to fucking prove that all this shit didn't work. <laughs> You know, that was his thing, man. I'm fine. I'm going to come in. I'm going to work these steps as hard as I fucking can and prove to you assholes that it doesn't work. And then he fucking worked the steps as hard as he could and he fucking stayed sober and went, oh, shit, it does work. Yeah, it's beautiful. Now he's got now he's got 10, 10 plus years, you know, but. Um, and I, I didn't know that I I've known Tony for, for years and mm-hmm. uh, Mike, Mike told that story on here, you know, probably a year or so ago. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and finally, finally we had Tony on and uh, we're like, you got, you know, I told him like, yeah, you got to tell us that you got to tell everyone that story because yeah, that's what it was. He was literally going to work this to the best of his ability <laughs> to prove they didn't work. <laughs> Tony, Tony and angel, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're wonderful. But yeah, that's that's too bad. I mean, not that you're going trick or treating, but um, that you can't make it up there. Because uh, yeah, it's been Mike and I were just talking before you got on. Um, I mean, unless unless he and I are forgetting something, which is which is possible because you know, we're old. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think I've been back to Cleveland since Founders Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you promised to come down to Founders Day, and you didn't. Yeah, I could, one of the kids was sick. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. No, I'm just I kidding. don't remember which one. Clea's sick. Oh my God, the germs that these kids bring home from school. <laughs> oh my God. 
Well, you know, it's funny when, uh, um, even back to when my, when my daughter was little, I mean, she's almost 36 now they got, um, chicken pox i don't know we got a note from daycare maybe she was in kindergarten or whatever it was and like oh chicken pox if you want to keep your children out and we're like fuck no get her in there send her <laughs> let her get it you know and, yeah. and these people are just like you know why would why are you letting them get all get their immunity system up man yeah you know because she was yeah. prone to ear infections my son was prone to ear infections i was when i was a kid um but yeah i mean when when my son and my stepson were little um my god it was like it Every month, you know, for about the first three years with both of them, at least um, ear infection, pink eye, something, and it would roll around the house, you know. Um, and, and it's funny, though, because now I come and I, I think Mike and I have talked about this. I don't know if I was I don't know if I was actually sick with like a cold at that time or just I was pretty drinking pretty heavily at that time frame. So, I mean, I might have just been. Hung over. Hung over, fucking worn out, you know, whatever the deal was. But but literally, I mean, yeah, colds would just yeah, the germs. But you know what? They'll they'll be better off for it. They gotta get they gotta get that immune system up, you know? Yeah. Right. Man, I think Remington was sick for the first three years that that I had him. I mean, he was sick all the fucking time. And you know, he's got um Remington's got attention deficit and uh and I'm bound and determined to, and I know there's good lots of opinions on this, but I'm just bound and determined to not medicate him with right. pharmaceutical meds, you know? Um, so I've, I've done, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've read so much. I've listened to so many podcasts, so many doctors, and I got him on um, some natural things, saffron, omegas, um, methylated vitamins, and uh, it, like, changed him. I mean, he's still very hyper but it really helped with like his mood and whatnot anyways what i'm getting at is so now he's like really healthy and Kalia's the one getting sick all the time now so i'm gonna have to add some of those vitamins to her and mm-hmm. it's horrible bill we get one of them gets sick and they're sick for two weeks and, and we never can get it all at the same time it has right. to you know work its way down so it screws my life for like three to six weeks at a time <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I was just fucking with you. i think i remember that you had something going on because i think i had i think i had texted you for to see if you guys were going to make it down and i I, yeah. I I remember that now that i remember the kids were sick but no i was just fucking with you because i know that you got a you got a couple of things going on in your life, <laughs> but it was it was funny you talk about the meds and stuff like that. Um, when so my my son's mom had a a son prior to our marriage, and him and my son are like two years apart. And when he was going to school and stuff like that, so obviously that's when we were still together. Um, he was having some some troubles in in school, and I don't remember if they said it was a you know like an ADD or an ADHD type of thing, but they were trying to move him into more of a like a special education type of thing. And um, she told me about this, and she's like uh, that her her ex and Mark is was his name or is his name. So like, yeah, we got to go meet with the teacher, or whatever. And I said, I said I I don't think I'm like being around this kid enough. I said, he learns differently. I said, you know, he's not an unintelligent child. He's visual. He's artistic. He's got that side of the brain, you know? And I'm like, these teachers aren't understanding that. And thankfully they, they didn't move him out into that. They, they tried to work with him a little bit differently and got through it. But the, I was just looking at it because children can be cruel you know, and you think about that and it, it doesn't matter. One kid's got to take medication. One kid's got this one kid's over here and all this stuff. And, you know, these teachers, I get it. It wasn't a school where it was, 
it wasn't overcrowding. It wasn't this big problem like that. It was just this teacher, in my opinion, was fucking lazy and had this, like you were talking about, you know, second grade math. It's like they had this, these blinders on. This is how everything has to be and everyone's got to fit into it. Nobody can be individual cells anymore. At least it seems like it with these kids these days in school, right? I mean, I don't know if that's true, but. Absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah. What the fuck is new math? My, oh my son. god! Don't now, get me started. Again, my son just—he just turned twenty-three, so he was just probably when he was again seven, eight, nine years old. Um, and I remember sitting down with him to do his math homework, and he's doing all this different shit. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" Because he, he was asking me for help, and he's like, "This is how we have to do it." And he's like, "Look, this is what she showed us," and I said, "I can tell you the answer right now is 17. I know. <laughs> and I said, "I can show you how I got to that answer," but I said, "It's not what your teacher wants." You know, so I said, you've got to work through it the way that she is. But I'm telling you, the answer you're looking for, it's 17. He's like, how do you know that? I just did it in my head. You know, I'm like, how do you do that? I'm like, because that's what we did. Right. Right. And I said, I said, I can put it down on paper exactly what I did. But I said, you're not going to understand it because she's showing you over here. There was a, I swear to God, there was this YouTube video I saw, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And this teacher's on this blackboard doing this problem with new math. And I do this big fucking air quotes while I'm saying that. And they show it's like this, um, this split video, right? So they're showing the lady doing this and she's going through and the guy on the other side does like you, all three of us did when we were kids and he figured out the answers again, let's say 17. So he does this in like a minute and then he takes his cameras going over. He goes over to the coffee pot he puts on a pot of coffee. He grabs the dog. He takes the dog out. He's throwing the ball with the dog. And they're still showing the lady doing this, you know, over here on the other side. No shit. It's like nine minutes later. He walks back in and sits down and she's got the answer. He made coffee, took the dog out, played with the dog, poured a cup of coffee. And she she took nine minutes to, to figure out this problem. I'm like, that's a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. There. yeah, we're doomed. That shit's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it is. And I, I told his teacher, I'm like, I can't, don't, you better, you teach that shit over there because I can't help him over here. Like, I, like Bill, like, I'm like, I'll give him the answer and then I'm trying mm-hmm. to show him my way. But then I'm like, right. oh, don't do that because I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> but what they, he had some shit a couple weeks ago. And I'm telling you what, like, they give you the problem and then it's a, mul- the, the answer's there. You got to pick the right one. But it was, the answer wasn't even the answer. It was like a, it, and it wasn't rounding off either. It was the closest to the answer, but, but not the answer. Like some, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't I know, know why. Well, because, <laughs> know. you know, they, they're, they they want to make sure that everybody gets close enough and it's close enough and it's good enough. And oh no, 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 no. God. There's an answer and then there's a wrong answer. Right? Right. right. Yes, That's I know. What, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the education system wasn't all that great when we were in there. Right. I remember <laughs> not thinking it was all that cool going, wait, this is, this is fucked up. And you people, the teachers, the heroes, you know, these are people that fucking dropped out of society, stayed in school for their entire fucking life, never went out and made a life of their own so they could have their summers off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a trip, but you know, I those mean, that can't do fun. teach. Right. <laughs> wow. <Gosh. laughs> Thank you. I've, How do I really I've feel? 
Yeah, really. Well, well in, in considering that I've done, I've done a lot of training in my life, which is kind of teaching. So I mean, I, mm. I, that one hit, that one hit a little close to home. I'm now. talking okay. in Aww. the system, in the educational system in our country. Yes, it's crap. Just, but anyway, I'm just kidding. But hi to all the teachers just... out there. Hope you enjoy your summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was like, that was I'll like be working. <laughs> That was like the second awe I got from Heidi in the episode. That's nice. That's nice. So, um, so the, I, I guess, what else? What else do you wanna do? You wanna tell people about what it's what words of of Heidi wisdom besides uh, you know it's not all strawberries and orgasms you wanna bestow on our fun and fine listeners? God, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I mean, and and it's funny because as we've been talking, I've, there's some things I'm like, oh, try to remember that, try to remember that, and you know they're fucking gone. But, of course. Right. <laughs> but just, I mean, as far as like, I mean, as far as like sobriety or you know, getting sober, trying to get better and have a real life, like, I mean, it takes work and. Mm-hmm. You know, I work in the field and it's different. It's different now than it was five years ago. Like you got to be, you know, we got to tiptoe around their fucking feelings. And, you know, you can't call people out and group anymore and be like, hey, you have a dirty urine. Like, let's talk about this. You know, like now we got to be considerate and worry about their privacy. And, and, and I don't, I mean, I just, I, I don't see a lot of people getting better mm. that way. Right. You know, um, I really don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to so, fucking die. There's yeah. a right answer and there's a wrong answer. Not the one closest to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I never, as far as Alcoholics Anonymous and I, I mean, that's just, that's my, like, I bow down, you know, yeah. um, because I have an amazing fucking life today. It's not perfect and, you know, shit happens. Uh, but I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And I sure as fuck couldn't imagine taking a drink in the midst of what I got going on now. You know, yeah, right. or a hit yeah. or whatever, anything. Yeah, right. You know, I'd say drink. I, I, did, I did it all. Um, Me too. Bill's the weirdo here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I never, I never did drugs, but you know, like I, we were just talking about this and uh, I think with last week's episode that for, for the longest time I used to actually qualify what I didn't do by basically saying that I only drank, you know, and finally I'm like, you know what? And that's what I said last week. Uh, I'm like, I, it, it took me longer to almost kill myself, but, um, I did, you know, I almost, I almost killed myself again, quote unquote, just drinking. So, you know, I, very clear that if anyone wants to know or ask, I mean, I never did any drugs. I only reason I didn't is because I never got to them. It was a yet. I know I would have, um, I don't look at anyone who did drugs, you know, as, oh, you filthy druggy, you know, or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. um, because I wouldn't have any friends. I mean, literally, I, right. Yeah, there's, there's not, and I don't know anyone. I think there's been one other person that I've met along the way. And I don't think it was in Cleveland, you know, that was only straight up booze. Well, maybe, uh, was no Pete, Pete's drugs, Jeff, yeah. remember Jeff, Jeff with the kind of like the, it was Pete's buddy, Jeff. Do you remember him? Yeah. 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 He might've, he might've been I, just a booze hound. Yeah. I think so. 
but I mean, you know, very, very few, you know, but, but again, it, it kind of is, it is what it is. And it doesn't really matter. You know, what Mike and I always talk about is, you know, completely, we, we look different. We, we sound different. We had way different paths, but literally, literally ended up on the same fucking doorstep. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, and almost at the same age, you know, we were only yeah. two years apart, you know, in, right. in age. So, and the so, solution was the exact same for same. both of us. Yep. Yeah. All three now, of us. And now, and now we've been, we've been sober the exact amount of time, do the exact same things. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, imagine that we, you know, both Get of the us, same results. Yeah. We, we've got the same <laughs> results. It. Isn't it great? It. You know, it's, it's kind of fucking wonderful, you know? So, all right. Well, if you don't have anything other, like anything else intelligent to say, Heidi, I guess. <laughs> wow. I don't know. God, Val. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's still an asshole. We all are. <laughs> I'm still a dick, but I get I, I throw that out to, to people like you. See, that? that's the fun part. I mean, there's, there's certain people I know. I That's that's what I like when we have friends on here, because I can... I could be an asshole and you're not going to get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, okay, there's that train. I knew it was coming at some point. (laughs) No, but seriously, man, it was, uh, this has been great. And I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because I tell Mike, I've told Mike this a a lot of times after people, you know, once we're done with the episode and people sign off and stuff that, you know, sometimes I look at the, at the, you know, the clock and the timer on here and we're, you know, we're 45 minutes in and I'm like, fuck, I don't know how, we get nothing else to talk about. And then we end up talking for another 45 minutes. And that's a, that's always the cool part about every single guest that we've ever had on. We've had a couple that are a little bit hard, you know, to get talking, but it's usually that first half, right? Mike, sometimes mm-hmm. people that goes a little bit slower. And then I think everyone, everyone loosens up. And it's usually after we take that break, that people kind of loosen up. They're like, Oh, and it's this whole different direction. And it's just, it's just fun. Just a fucking conversation. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks for asking me. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. This was so fun. Heidi said she's starting her own podcast, so I'm not even going to ask. We better be on your fucking podcast. I'm not telling you that much. Look, you have so much you have to teach me, and I know I keep saying I'm going to call you, and I fucking am. Like, I'm (laughs) calling because I have so many questions and so many. Like I told you, I I got the stuff, and I have so many ideas, so. Well, that was that was the, the kind of the follow up that we better be on it because I'm going to help you build it. So, oh yeah, <laughs> since I'm going to help you with that, we're going to be fucking guests. This is not even a question. We're going to be fucking no, guests. Yes. In, a, in all seriousness, um, we we started this on on a whim. I know. I we think we both talked about that with with you, and of course, everyone else knows it. But we started on a whim. Spent very little money to begin with. We've put a little bit of money into this, but not a lot. Um, and um, it's it's easy enough to get things going and we've made all the mistakes, you know, are that, that I can help you avoid, you know? So that's awesome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, so it's awesome. really not that hard. And Oh, the fun part is, is that, uh, we take pride in this. We, we did it right off, right off the bat. We decided that we were, we were never going to edit anything. We, everything that's come out of our mouth since we hit record is going to be on, on the episode. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ever do, I, I shave off the dead air in the front and the dead air in the back and piece it together. And that's, that's what we do. That's you know, it. it. It takes a little bit more time than that. It's not that, it's not that simple, <laughs> but I mean, in a general sense, we, we talk to people and hear people all the time that spend fucking hours editing. Like there was a couple of times when we were talking through here that I would stop or Mike would stop and there'd be little pauses like that. Mm-hmm. Now people who do 
you know, these podcasts, they would edit that. I'm like, fuck that. There's an uncomfortable pause throughout this. Who cares? <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, anytime you, you let me know, I'll, I'll run you through it. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And we'll promote Aww. it too. We cross promote all the time. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. especially, awesome. Especially That's awesome. Oh, yeah, especially somebody like you. We'd promote the fuck out of your podcast. <laughs> by all means. <laughs> but only thing I'm going to say is, and help was created by me. Right. <laughs> Partially created by me. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. But no, but uh, seriously, Heidi, thank you. Thank you very, very much for, for coming on. Uh, obviously, we, we truly appreciate it. So, But now... It's hmm. time for you and I to be quiet. Mike gets to get to run us out of here. So go ahead, Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Thank you so much, Heidi, for coming on and being a part of this little thing with us. We totally appreciate it. As always, be kind to each other. Be good to each other. Do something nice for somebody else this week and don't tell anybody about it. And now it is time. It is that time, kids, for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off till you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot, cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the episode. Always. Me too, because it means we're done. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, remember, Heidi, when we say goodbye, do not disconnect, okay? I just want to remind you. <laughs> but I think yeah, we're all we're all good. So uh Mike, I love you, brother. I will see you. I tomorrow love you too. So you will. And, and we'll see all you yeah. fuckers at the clam bake on Sunday. Oh. Drive safe. Exactly. Safe oh, travel. I will, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to get together sometime. So yeah, it was wonderful. If there's any chance I can stop up there, I will. Cool. Yeah, we'll be around. It's from two to six. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 And now it is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream. And keep fucking off forever.